200 plus entrepreneurs in here, man. Even here in DMV, all here to see massive pot of money for our guys. The five got you foot tour. And today in America, man, we need this information. I know how to get it. 80% of all the money printed in the history of the United States of America has been printed in the last three, four years due to stimulus upon stimulus upon stimulus. If they print more money, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Because the more of something, less valuable it is. And a lot of people were jaded because, you know, yeah, I'm just gonna stay at home during COVID. I'm just gonna work from home. I'm just gonna collect these stimulus checks. Well, by the way, did those eventually run out? Did your bills run out? So no matter what goes on, if you even have the best plan in the world to make a lot of money or to save a lot of money, if you have no income, the best plans will fail. We could book study it, find like to get ahead and hedge against inflation and taxes and just make more money. All right, what's crack lacking, everybody? Money Smart Guy Matt Zapala here, hailing to you back in Dallas, Texas. Yes, I'm on a two month gotcha book tour. If you haven't purchased gotcha yet, you can purchase that on Amazon. It is already, I think we got the new uh, uh, logo here, but uh, we got the new Amazon bestseller. Gotcha is officially a bestseller. Thank you for the support. And thank you for understanding about money and how it can this can really impact your family's lives. And uh, in studio with me today is Milton Alvarez, my trainer and co-host of the show. We're on episode 61. 61, baby. All right. So uh, we have a lot of interesting topics. By the way, look forward to seeing you in Orlando, Florida this coming Saturday. That's where the next stop is of the Gotcha Book Tour. And then we'll have Memphis and then we'll have um, uh, Atlanta and we'll have Fort Lauderdale. So we have a lot of stops on the on a two-month Gotcha book tour. So uh, we got a lot of interesting topics today. We got um, we're going to unpack really the the Trump being fined over three hundred fifty five million dollars. Not from a political standpoint. We're just looking at it from purely an entrepreneurial capitalism type of standpoint. What does this mean to the local economy? What does it mean potentially to you in 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 Dallas, in Florida, in Chicago, in L.A.? What could potentially this mean to you? This Trump fine, not from a political standpoint. Also, a daughter files her tax, her first tax return, what her reaction is like. Um, how much people own in real estate, what does it really translate to, to in terms of actual cash flow? And Jeff Bezos, the founder of Amazon, moving from Seattle to Miami, and uh, why that is such also an impact. And again, moving from Seattle, Washington to Miami, Florida. Also, we're going to be talking a little bit about child support. What Eddie Curry done, surprisingly, or Eddie Curry here, uh, I've, I've stumbled across the story, and what this can mean for you if this is something you want in terms of you building a family, some of the things you'd be um, mindful of when getting married and also having kids from a legal aspect, child support aspect, taking care of your family aspect. You got, you got a couple of topics, don't you, too, as well? Yeah, and supporting the, the Eddie Curry situation, I want to touch on a topic that I call it standards or stupidity. Why picking the right partner is extremely important nowadays, especially for the younger guys and even yep. for women nowadays. And having high standard is it ha is it ha having high standards or is it just downright dumb on the way a lot of these people are approaching relationships? And men trading their time, trading their innocence for experience. A lot of men not understanding what it takes to be a man. They walk into this world and not knowing that life is going to hit you harder than what you expected in the way that you were raised. So a lot of times we have to sit in the idea of training your innocence for the experience so you can grow, be the man. And the final thing for me is debunking a lot of myths in the fitness industry. And also I have a special video for Milton to react to because I've been looking for a little extra strength in the gym and wondering if this supplement would help out. So mm -hmm. nonetheless, let's get started with our first topic. Let's unpack the Trump fine of $355 million. Um, I want to take a look at this article here um, in one second. Jordan, let's pull this up. All right, um, three, two, one. Trump being fined here, $355 million. If we can take a look at my screen, there it is, okay. And so he's barred from New York temporarily. And so, you know, I wanted to cover some of the things here that we discovered, we can back, go, come back to Jordan. And some of the things here that uh, really highlighted um, this scenario. So Forbes estimates Trump's net worth at $2.6 billion as of September, which includes $426 million in cash and liquid assets. So this potentially could wipe out all his liquid cash. And he's still running for president, which isn't enough to cover both the fraud fine 
This one ended at 83.3 million Trump still has to pay as part of a separate defamation case brought by Ryder, by Ryder E. Jean Carroll. Now, some highlights back to the fine. Judge Engeron banned Trump from serving as an officer or director in any New York corporation for three years, prohibited him from taking out loans with New York banks and his said company. His sons, Eric and Donald Trump Jr., who run the business, were ordered to pay $4 million each. His former CFO was also ordered to pay $1 million. And here's the crazy part, bro. I was going through some of the details. A special monitor is being assigned by the government to oversee the operations of Trump or Trump's organization. And every day, that special monitor is going to have a yay or nay based on any operations they may deem fit or unfit based on a governmental bureaucratic standpoint and how they're going to run their entrepreneurial business. Because of this, is is he limited on what kind of business he can do because of everything's going Bro, on right now? Bro, he can't do anything for three years in New York. Nothing. No, he can't be. He can be a, a, a director. He just can't be an officer of his of any company. Whether it be assigned to another company or his own company, he is barred from doing business in New York, period. Unless he's like an employee, like a customer service rep. So if it was uh, in Trump's benefit, wouldn't it make sense to be, you said he could be a director but not uh, a chief, right? An officer. Yeah. Putting one of his sons in that position so he can still have some say-so. His sons are also barred. His sons are also barred from running any business in New York. I don't think for uh, for three or for two years. And they got to still pay the fines. Here's another thing. Trump is also required to pay interest. Here's a, here, here's a crazy part. He's required to pay interest for the dates when he received benefits from this alleged fraud. So far, the so-called prejudgment interest adds to another $100 million of interest to these bills, according to the New York's attorney general. And that's when Trump said, but I'm going to create a product that could potentially pay. By the way, this is a lesson to your haters. For those of you looking at this type of stuff, now, I'm a sneakerhead. Yeah. Right? And he stopped. I've never been to a sneaker con. Well, Trump beat me to a sneaker con, which is a sneaker conference for sneakerheads. So Trump dropped by Philly, and he unveils a new pair of sneakers called the Never Surrender High Top Sneakers. Beautiful, beautiful. Actually, look at a pair of kicks. Right? It's got the American flag. It's got. Uh, it's all in gold. Retailed on the side for $399. Now, by the end of the night, even though he was booed off stage because it's Philadelphia. Yeah. He was booed off stage, but nonetheless, people cheering, cheering, cheering. Nonetheless, regardless of the booze, he sold out 1,000 pairs of shoes. But at that rate, he needs to sell another 471,000, 471,929 sneakers to pay these fines. Would you buy just to support? Or would you buy to, to actually wear? I would buy it as a collector's item. Yeah. So one of the things that uh, I, I I purchased, you were there at the, at the conference we held a couple weeks ago in in San Antonio, mm-hmm. Escape the Magic Conference. Mm-hmm. And I bought, which was because I, I was uh, I was solicited by the White House to purchase this gold coin. And as I think there's only there's like 500, it's a limited gold coin. Yeah. And on this gold coin is stamped Trump's headshot. Shit. And bro, this is straight from the White House. Yeah. Okay. And on the back of it, it says booked. And it's and I bought it. And here's why, not because I'm all about Trump going down. No, because I want to commemorate because first time in ever in history of America, a former living president was actually incarcerated or, 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 or arrested and yeah. booked. And I would buy these sneakers because first time in history, a president. a president, a former president launches a sneaker line. So if you're a sneakerhead, I just buy the damn thing just for just for GP. Matter of fact, I'm going to go to uh, StockX. We should go to Stock. I'll look on StockX right now to see if they're even on sale in the resale market. But yeah, that's what I would do. And he, yeah, go ahead. This is going to be a short-lived uh, a sneaker, though. This is gonna be a short lived. You know, I I really doubt this is gonna be a long term thing, which is why you by you buying now or by anyone deciding to buy right now, it's gonna be probably one of the wisest things you can possibly do. Yeah, it, it'll increase in price. It's limited, bro. Right, it's limited. Um, by the way, for those of you out there, how many guys use stock? I use StockX. I use Goat to buy my kicks, but I wonder if it's already up for resale on these resale markets. But uh, we'll take a look here in a minute. The other aspect too is is this. Later that week. Talk about staying focused, okay? Now, remember, this is not a Republican or Democrat opinion because I've been through some riffraff too as well. Milton's been through some riffraff too as well. You don't get to any level of success without going so, without going through some trenches and some very dark moments. So Trump's right now in a very dark moment. But he also launches a, a, another announcement because the Security Exchange Commission approved that his social media company, Truth Social, 
is merging with a SPAC called Digital World Acquisition Corporation, a special purpose acquisition company, which is basically a fast way to go IPO. Because usually if you want to go IPO, it's about a year or two for you to do the IPO tours to raise awareness, to raise investor money. So if therefore by the time the initial public offering goes on, a lot of people are buying the stock. But the SPAC is, is already ready to go. Now, they're also estimating that if this goes through and this merger goes through and Truth Social goes public, along with the Digital World Acquisition Corporation, and they go IPO, that this may benefit anywhere from between three and a half to four and a half billion dollar valuation. So that's how you play offense. But now regardless if it's gonna happen or not, or it's gonna go through or not, it's another, it's another thing, but you gotta keep making moves. So in the pit of your darkness and you're not seeing the light of day in launching your business or things are attacking you, you still gotta keep the foot on the gas and get this monster that's in your rear view mirror to get smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller by you keeping the momentum going forward, even though everything may be coming your way. Quick setback, the, the CEO though, caveat is that the former CEO, Patrick Orlando of Digital, Digital World Acquisition, knows a lot of heat's coming down. So like, yo man, so I, I'm about to take this heat on with, with Trump, blah, 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 blah. And if you want me to stay as a CEO of this company, you gotta pay me a little bit more money. So now they're fighting a little bit more money, Right for him, what a great negotiation tool for him to be able to say that because this is going to be an unordinary thing for him to take on being now Trump's business partner. If you were in Trump's shoes, what would be, what would be your next move? This would be it because when, I, when I, my, my back was against the wall, when, when I had my case in child's remember last week I had my daughter here. Yeah. I was yeah. going through family court with, with her mom and, and, uh, and uh, anytime you go through any moment of, of tightness, of doubt, of fear, you gotta play loose. You gotta, in, you gotta get back to the love of what you're doing and know what you're doing it for. And uh, what's the saying? When you're going through hell, don't stop and take pictures. Yeah. Well, actually I do because I wanna keep those as receipts. So therefore when I reach the other side of this daggone abyss, <clears throat> I can say I conquered this mountain. And so th that's what I would do. Just keep going forward because success is your greatest revenge. Not just success, massive success. Is your greatest revenge. By the way, for those of you watching this right now, how many guys have ever been through a tough moment in your life and you realize, man, I can either feed into my fears or I can feed into my faith? And what did you choose? And so please let us know what you guys talk, uh, think about this and uh, let us know. What'd you find? I sent you the link to eBay. Look, look how much it's selling it for. Oh, it's, it's, already, it's already on resale? Yeah, I, I found one because the more pages kept clicking on, they were all sold out. This is the only one I found. Damn, okay, now this is capitalism. Well, this is capitalist. So Milton just found it on a resale market, not in stock, it's not on go, but on eBay. Check this out. Jordan, can we take a look at my screen? Now it's on sale. He, he listen, he sold it for for $399. Now it's on sale for $16,947. He just created an opportunity for other people. A size 9.5. He just created Shit. he just created a thousand opportunities for other people to yeah. flip his shoe. Yeah. So by the way, if people didn't think the shoe was valuable, if people didn't think the show was valuable. Why do you think people are trying to sell it for $16,000? Let's, let's go buy it now. <laughs> I mean, look at the shoe. Would you buy the shoe? It's a collector's item. I love it. I'm kind of upset that I didn't buy it when I first saw it come out, man. Well, bro. I'm really upset. You had to be at SneakerCon, man. It's like, a lot of us don't know. I mean, I'm in the sneaker world, but yeah. I didn't know, man. But uh, look at this. Look at this shoe, man. It looks, it looks gorgeous, bro. They had a silver one and a gold one, correct? Yeah, this, yeah. This, this is uh, this is very patriot. So no, so in other words, no Trump hat, no red hat, no no MAGA hat. This this is the new MAGA hat. What would be the most you pay for the shoe right now? The most, seeing what he sold it for versus what they're offering on on uh, what they're, they're bidding it on eBay well, for. It's uh, you know, I mean, who knows, man? I mean, uh, the most I would pay for this at the moment. You know, this is a set of sneakers, sixteen thousand dollars, patented leather. I don't know, man. It's it's a collector's item. This is probably the most you'll ever get for it. I think. I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah. By the way, for those of you sneakerheads out there, because for example, I bought those Kobe's. That's right. And sadly, when it passed away, I bought the the Green Grinches. Yes. I bought this for five, six hundred bucks, bro. I can. I've worn it. You've seen me wear it. I've yeah. worn it. I've interviewed Deion Sanders with those shoes. Yeah. I could literally list those on eBay right now. I can list those on StockX right even though they've been worn. But since they're not making any more Grinches, I can sell them for today for two, three thousand bucks. I bought it for 500 I can sell for two, 3,000, yeah. right? Same thing could be said here. 
you know, would, by the way, for those of you sneakerheads, what's the term? Do you rock them or you stock them? Never, I never stock shoes, but I might buy this and stock it. Who knows, brother? This might be this might be a good buy. This might be a good buy to buy this at uh, sixteen thousand. Uh, he becomes president. He does what he does. It could be thirty thousand. It could be forty thousand. It could be fifty thousand. Who knows? You hold it on for thirty, forty, fifty years. The only president to go through he's going through, and potentially if he's, he becomes the next president, if he doesn't become the next president, this ain't worth nothing. And for those of you watching, hey, thinking that you're gonna get another pair at three nine nine, I think you missed the wave. Yeah, you missed the wave. Unless yeah. he launches another pair. Exactly. So, so. Uh, you know, unless it was really him and his friends buying a thousand pairs, and then they're all flipping it. Yeah, <laughs> they're all flipping for sixteen thousand dollars. Who knows? But uh, let's go to the next topic here. A daughter files her first tax return. So let's take a look at this clip. Volume. Yeah, you only have to pay back four hundred and twenty-one dollars. Mom, mom, I work a part-time and I'm a full-time high school student. I'm only, I'm just a girl. You're just a girl? I'm literally just a girl. But you, when you get paid, you're not a girl to get your nails done. Now you pay the IRS? Yes, I am just a girl. Mia, but you, Mia, make a permanent arrangement. Make um, four payments of $100. I can't do that. Welcome to adulting. But I can't get my nails done. Welcome to being an adult. My birthday's coming up. Can we get the volume higher? Are you recording me? Did you think this is funny? I'm going to send this to the IRS. <laughs> 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 okay. oh, Mommy, it's only $421. So they're not going to give you my $9? Yeah, they're going to give you they're gonna give you the $9 for the federal. You take the $9, and your next payment, you make $9 less. <laughs> Welcome to tax life. What do you think, New York? Based on their, uh, their accent? True, Boricua. Yeah. That's a Latino mom. Yeah, uh, that's that's a Titi. Definitely not a California person. I feel like they're more New York, Boston, yeah, Chicago. East, that's East Coast. Yeah. East Coast Ashley, yeah, yeah. right? And she's just she's clowning her daughter. Yeah, right. You were raised by a Latino mom. Your mom gives you a hard time. Would you, would you feel about that? Uh, the reaction to to the mom and the daughter. If we had if we had smartphones back then, damn, I sound really old saying that. <laughs> if we had smartphones back then, it wouldn't be my mom. It'd be my father doing it. Yeah, because the first check I ever got was from Jewel Osco. It was like a two hundred and thirty dollar check, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, let's go." And then a year later goes by, and I had to do my first official, you know, my, my tax for the very first time. And, I mean, it wasn't much, but the amount that got taken away to me was a massive amount being at the age that I was. So I, I think that, that's one of the biggest things for a lot of the young guys that come to me and ask me, hey, dude, so, you know, what do you, what do you think I should do here, 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 and here, and how, how do I go about taxes? Yeah. Um, you see a lot of these young rap artists uh-huh. blow up, make a lot of money, spend it on chains, jewelry, material, you know, mm-hmm. shoe, shoe games, clothing, cars. Yeah. Houses, women, and then clubs, and once making they, it rain, and then once they become irrelevant, they start dropping. The rates start dropping, and all of a sudden, if they have no type of you know being financially smart, you know all those taxes that they owe at the end of the year, they're not aware of that. Yeah, I mean Kevin Hart's Laugh at My Pain tour, yeah, went all to pay a five hundred thousand dollars income tax bill that he had. So he paid, he did his whole tour, yeah, just to pay that fine, because he didn't realize, man, I need to start. Piece of some of my money away from that my was, income. That was the reason that tour even existed. That's why I was laughing at my pain. <laughs> wow. I didn't right? know. Wesley Snipes. Blade. Yeah. Right? Wesley Snipes, martial artist, right? All in movies, right? Yeah. And uh he went to he went to the uh he went to prison because he owed money to the IRS. So one thing you do not play with, man, is not paying your income tax. For someone starting off, whether you're an employee, a nine to fiver, or even a business owner, for the young people who are barely going to start paying taxes. What are some strategies or, or some steps they can take to make sure they avoid the IRS in a negative way? I think what this girl was reacting to in this video is because she can't believe that her pay was nixed in taxes. Yeah. So when my son was uh, pushing carts at Dominic's, remember Dominic's back in the yeah. day? Yeah. That was his first job. He was pushing carts. He goes, Dad, he gets his first check. I'm like, awesome, Dad, I got me a check. Five minutes later, Dad, somebody ripped me off. So what happened? See, Dad, up here it's called gross pay, and then somebody's taking money out of my check, and that's no, it's net pay, and... I got paid this, but they really paid me this. I said, well, kid, welcome to adulting. Welcome to, ta- welcome to tax yeah. life. Welcome to your next uncle and your, your new cousin. Yeah. Because we are living in Chicago at the time. So welcome to Uncle Sam, and welcome to, and I'll introduce you to Cousin Illinois. So if you're out there making money, um, and you, let's say, for example, you're in, you're in business because a lot of entrepreneurs watch this, and sometimes a lot of new entrepreneurs, a lot of budding entrepreneurs get caught up with not filing their income taxes properly with the IRS, and now... What the IRS is doing is they're telling Venmo, they're telling PayPal, they're telling Cash App. They said, listen, if any gets, anybody gets paid more than $600 on a deposit, we want that reported to the IRS. 
crazy. So barbers and, and stylists and tattoo artists, if somebody sells them, cash apps them, whatever the case may be, over $600, that is reported to the IRS. IRS. So when, when you're looking at these type of things, number one, if you are in business, number one, the first thing you got to do is incorporate. S-Corp, LLC, ask your tax advisor, ask your tax accountant. Second thing, have separate bank accounts. Personal bank account, business bank account, checking accounts. Third thing, separate credit cards. Here's my wallet. Remember, we were traveling, brother? Yeah. We were traveling. So here, here's my wallet. Um, here, here's a different plastic I have. So I, I have separate credit cards for all, all my expenses. So personal account, uh, 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 we're both upside down. Personal account, business account, different expenses. I spend for personal, I spend this uh, credit card for business, this credit card uh, for uh, for travel. I use these different credit cards for hotels and rental cars, right, for business. What else I got here? For food, because this gives me rewards for food. This gives me rewards for gas. So I have different credit cards for different uses. The third thing, the fourth thing here is you got to keep receipts of your expenses. So guess what these credit cards allow me to do? Keep receipts. Yeah. I can earmark the transaction based on the credit card statements, or you can also double up on making sure to really bulletproof your file. You save the receipts. You go to the restaurant, you go to, you purchase something at the library and it's for business use, you save those receipts. You, you have uh, a purchase at Best Buy to get a laptop for your business, boom. These are these are the receipts you 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 keep. And by the way, here's the benefit. Remember the benefit I, I share with you because we were traveling yeah. and the next day you were very coachable and the next day you said, okay, well, I, I shouldn't pay with this card. Right away, yeah, show, Where's show it at? Yeah. This is thanks to Matt. Mr. Uh, S&B Performance, Mr. American Express. <laughs> Amex yeah. Platinums, Am right? That was beautiful, man. By the way, uh, we need to get an uh, affiliate link to Amex, man. We need to be paying us for that. <laughs> but they're not sponsoring a show. Those lounges. I love oh those lounges. God, the those Centurion lounges. lounges? Yeah, the Centurion lounges. Yeah, for so sure. So instead of having to pay extra for food while yeah. you're at the food court, you go into the Centurion lounge yeah. as part of your $695 fee per year. Yeah. Food, and, Wi-Fi. And then Amex just sent me, like, maybe like two months ago, I haven't used it, but it's, it's called Priority Pass, like a black card Priority Pass that allows mm. you to go into any lounge within the airport. That's right. Bro, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's, it's a Priority Pass. You can you can download it on your, on your phone on an app. Yeah. And just like going to Lifetime Fitness or any gym we go to, yeah. you, you go to that, you go to those lounges. So a lot of benefits of using credit, not to have hanging credit debt, but to use these as charge cards, meaning that I'm paying off the balance every 30 days. So uh, that's where a lot of people might get tripped up, though. That's a danger. People getting tripped up, spending credit and not paying it back in 30-day period. I pay off my, my credit cards in 30 days. That's why when you apply for your credit card right away, you got to prove why, because you maintain a high credit score. Yeah. So there's one thing that's important is cash. I would say, matter of fact, the most important thing, in my opinion, is cash flow. Second thing is cash. And third thing is credit. Those three things should be the priority in making sure you protect your income, you have a lot of cash saved for opportunities, and you also have your credit ready to move into anything to as well, acquire anything to as well. So therefore, you can be on the up and up when opportunities come your way. You got the cash of credit and the cash flow to walk into that door. Um, let, me, let me skip the next one uh, in terms of real estate. Uh, let's let's talk about. Um, actually, you want to talk about that in terms of uh, real estate? Um, let's see, if we have time. So let's talk. Bezos, because I know you want to talk about your, uh, your 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 my first year in business. Yeah, you you want you want to you want to. You want to break that down? Okay, let's talk about Bezos moving to Miami. Yeah, and then we'll okay. break it down. So, Bezos, Jeff Bezos, uh, is, is that an article, brother? That's an article, right? That was an article. Okay, yes. so let, let's, go to this, let's go to this article here. So, Jeff Bezos, the CEO founder of Amazon, is moving to Miami. Can we take a look at my screen? Yes, thank you. Why? Because he's about to save $600 million in taxes by moving to Miami. Bro, everybody's moving to Miami. Crazy pandemonium is happening, man. Man, we were just there a couple weeks ago during the Super Bowl. We had a Super Bowl party with Patrick Ben David, our, our friends and partners at PHP Agency. Uh, we had a virtual conference, and uh, everybody in the mama man is moving to Miami. And by the way, guys, we flew into Fort Lauderdale. If you are anywhere in a rush, do not drive in Fort Lauderdale. Nobody's in a rush in Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> Everybody's done made the money living in Fort Lauderdale. But last year, Bezos announced on Instagram that he'll be leaving Seattle after ne nearly 30 years of moving Miami. Did you watch the uh, Did you watch the the movie of, uh, of of Bezos? His documentary of Amazon Empire. No, no, no. It was a. Uh, it's like a movie. It wasn't necessarily a documentary. It's like a. Uh, it was a movie playing the story of Jeff Bezos and how he got how he left his job in New York to go to Miami. And so this packed up. So babe, uh, babe, we're moving. I don't know where. Yeah. He told his parents, "I'm taking your daughter." I'm, we're starting our own company. I don't know where we're going to be selling books. And all night in that hotel room, he's studying. We're studying. 
does research. Turns around, turns on the laptop to his wife, babe, we're moving to Seattle. Seattle. What? For what? Right? And so he did his research of why he strategically moved to Miami. So this is a strategic move. So in 2022, Washington State imposed a new 7% capital gains tax on sales of stocks or bonds more than $250,000. Now, keep this in mind. The only the federal tax will impose a capital gains tax. Long-term capital gains is 20%. So if you hold a stock or an investment for longer than 12 months, it's considered long-term capital gains. You tax at 20%. But guess what Seattle's doing now, or Washington? In addition to Uncle Sam taxing you, we want to tax you too as well. Another 7%. How do, how do millionaires and billionaires make their money? It's not through current income. No. It's through capital gains, selling a stock. This is how they make their money. So by moving to Miami, because he's still in st- uh, trading stocks, blah, 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 blah. He's still in the game, right? He's going to save not having to pay the 7% capital gains tax. So Washington State, congratulations. You lost a great citizen. You didn't take care of your best citizen out there, man. That's creating jobs and making things happen. That's created basically another economy. So congratulations, politicians, for making stupid policies that instead of you helping out your citizens, you lost one of your best citizens. And so, listen, you know, Patrick, but David always said, you know, in, in building a sales organization, building a company, he says, take care of your best people or somebody else well. will. Third one here, Jeff Bezos plans to unload 50 million shares of Amazon before uh, uh, January 31, 2025, posting those sales in Florida will save him $610 million. So have you ever uh, dealt with a situation like this in terms of paying tax? What's been your experience? Well, I actually have it on, on screen where I, I did the math where if I would if I if I would have came to Texas my first year in business and I think that's the second one if if I came to Texas, um, yeah, if I came to Texas my first year in business which is 2020 2021, um, it was a quarter million earning, and after federal taxes you know the uh, the FICA the state local total income all that, I would have walked away with 181 or 182. So is this one right here. That's, uh, yeah, that's Texas. If I would have been in Dallas, Texas, if I would have been in Texas in general, that, that, that would have been my outcome right there. And the beautiful thing about that is the state taxes. Now, that's Illinois. I was, that's where I was in 2020, 2021, and I had to pay, what was that, 4.9? 4, 4. Yeah, 4.9? Is that how you read it? 4. Uh, oh, state income tax? Yeah, state income tax. Okay, yeah, yeah, there it is. So you're talking about the effective tax rate there? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you got your, your, your federal uh, on the left-hand column, marginal tax rate. You got 35% yeah. federal income tax, 2.35 FICA. State that's cousin Illinois. Yeah, local no, no, local uh, city tax in um, where where were you at? Uh, where are you living in in uh, Forest Park? Forest Park. So there's no local tax there. There isn't. There is in New York though. Yeah. There is in L.A. There is in San Francisco. Yeah. Local tax. So effective tax rate here, 21 percent overall, but yet total income tax is 32.32 percent of your 80 thousand uh, of your of your hundred and uh, of your what's your income there? Hundred and uh, so what, the number that I input. Was two hundred fifty thousand dollars okay, first so year. Two, 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 so that was the outcome. This year's the outcome. So minus the eighty thousand, your take home is one sixty nine. But you had to pay. Uh, you had to pay twelve point two. Right. So total income tax eighty thousand dollars, but your state income tax is twelve thousand two fifty five. Twelve thousand, correct. Versus coming to Dallas, Texas, years later, aka twenty twenty one through today, absolutely zero state taxes, and my take home was a little bit higher. So here, the federal can't, can't mess around too much with federal. If it is what it is. Yeah. FICA 2.35. State income tax is settled. Zero percent. But that was if I would have been in Dallas, Texas, 2020, 2021, during the, during the pandemic, during and COVID, and, and, and leaving you know, that, that pandemic. And this is all, this whatever you see here financially, first of all, God, number two, is having a guy like Matt in my corner look, look at me dead in the face and say, hey, man, are you going to start your business or are you going to depend on the government? That will never leave my head. And not knowing how to start a business, not knowing which way to navigate with my business, LLC, S Corp, C Corp, not knowing what to do, what to do in that in that specific situation, literally YouTubing the living hell out of what the hell business is, reading as many books as I possibly can, listening to audiobooks for maybe three, four months at a t- at straight, Jordan. and then continually, you know, uh, self uh, self development. That's what allowed me to get to that point my first year in in my, my business, mm-hmm. and then obviously as the years progressed, the in- the intention of having a business to build to expand, and also to continually increase your income. Think about this. This very important thing of what you just said. Remove me from the situation. State of Texas saved you $12,000. Yeah. And continued to save you ongoing. Yes. So you're a guy that I've seen start an apartment here in Texas, 
and I just went, walked into your house last week. Yeah. <laughs> right? I'm like, yo, bro, very nice. You start off in a two-bedroom apartment. Was it a three-bedroom, two-bath house in Nigeria right now? Uh, Four-bedroom, four-bathroom. Excuse bathroom. me, four-bedroom. Yeah, three-and-a-half-bathroom. Yeah. Why? Because instead of paying state income tax, now he's got a house, and he's building a business. Yeah. So what would you rather do? Think about not what you're making, but how you're making it and what's being taken out of your paycheck. And in this case scenario, because I was I was having a discussion with somebody based on on, on certain politicians being in office, and at the top of my voting criteria, as I visit the voters booth this November, the criteria is who gives me the best economic policy that can be a better provider and be a better protector for the people I love and care about. That's number one in my deal because if I can provide. And I can protect, I can be confident, I can look at people straight in the eye, I can look at my wife straight in the eye, I can look at my kids straight in the eye, and know that I got this. Now, if another state wants to stick their hand in my pocket, I can do something about that based on where we live. And today, we purchased a little over $3 million house. I think believe that house is, uh, is creeping up very rapidly in value, knowing that Universal Studios is building a, um, a deal in our neighborhood, the PJ headquarters in our, in our neighborhood. Uh, I believe Disney is moving to our neighborhood. Um, yeah. Tiger Woods is building something around our neighborhood too, as well in terms of a putt putt type of a, a golf course That's type of thing. thing. Yeah. So a lot of sick things are happening around our neighborhood in Frisco, and so it's my wife's first house. So instead of us paying that income tax in Naperville, think about this in Naperville. Remember, did you see what happened to the uh, city council in Naperville no. because of the uh, illegal migrants crossing the border? What happened? So he says the city council in the neighborhood said. We need a message to all of our residents in April who wants to open up their homes so people can stay in their homes. There are legal migrants coming in because we don't have the room for it. That would have been my reality. Yeah. That would have been our neighborhood's reality. Wow. You know, and by the way, Naperville. it's not like people are coming here from a student exchange program. Yeah. You know, by the way, this is not a political conversation. And by the way, yes, I do care about people. There's a right way to enter this country. I don't believe that you need to be kicking down the door illegally to get into this country. Our family came here illegally. Many of our friends and family came here illegally. Uh, uh, who is this? Uh, um, uh, who's a, a, a rain yeah. who's Cambodian, waited for two to three years to come into the country legally. Now people are, anyway, I don't want to get into this, but uh, nonetheless, uh, there's a difference in taxes in which you pay. Here, let me add another th thing to this. Another guy by the name of LeBron James. LeBron James, check this out, man. LeBron James, remember that video? He says, man, I'm going to take my talents to South Beach. Yeah. Because he didn't want to stay in Cleveland. Well, he was getting paid over five seasons, over $100 million to play basketball in Miami. If you add that up, over the 7% state income he was saving from leaving Ohio, he saved $25 million in taxes. This is, called, this is from taxprofblog.com. So in the early 1990s, check this out too as well. Early, early 1990s, Cleveland was home to 43 Fortune 500 companies. 43 Fortune 500 companies. We're in Cleveland. Imagine the, I mean, taking, hey, bro, we're going to Cleveland. Who wants to go to Cleveland? <laughs> <laughs> Was that uh, no, Jokey Noah? By the way, yeah, right? But over 43 Fortune 500 companies were in Cleveland in the early 1990s. 20 years later, they're down to 24. Why? Because the government there says, you know what? We need to tax people more. So what happened? Guess what happened? This is what Bezos happened. Another basic situation, $6 billion of tax money left Ohio. Over 97,000 people, taxpayers, also left Cleveland. So remember, at the top of my priorities is economic policy. What city, what state do I have the economic opportunity to make a lot of money, keep a lot of my money, pay my fair share of tax, not over it, but pay my fair share of tax. I believe in better roads. I believe in better schools. I believe in better hospitals. I believe in better airports. But I don't believe in overpaying my fair share in taxes. I believe in 911. I believe in police force. I believe in firefighters, but not overpaying it. And so when you create an environment where people can win, listen, tax law is nothing but more than just a compensation package. So therefore you can get it. Like for example, yourself, yeah. uh, now you're spending your business. You got a couple of people that moved into yeah. Dallas because of you. Yeah. So you're growing your business. Little by little. So Milton is scaling. He's growing his assets. Because instead of paying out money in terms of income taxes, now he's putting it into his pocket. And guess what his greatest investment is? It's not a stock. It's not a piece of real estate. It's not a bond. It's not life insurance. It's him. And because of that, he's in control of his income. So um, you want to you uh, go over one of your topics? Let's start, let's start with uh, Eddie Curry so we can okay. uh, mm. dwindle into mine. Uh, let's look at this. Uh, okay, let me, let me set this up. So Eddie Curry, basketball player, drafted 
as a right out of high school from yep. the Chicago Bulls, ends up getting traded to the uh, New York Knicks, ends up marrying uh, his girl that he's known since the third grade. Yeah. So you think you know a person, right? Sadly, um, they get divorced. They have a couple of kids that get divorced. And he's doing his manly, fatherly duties. Let's take a look at this video. I'm getting served with papers for back child support because I never went in and changed and modified my child support from 16,000. And I, and I had been giving her money the whole time. I would just give her cash. I would send it to her account. Um, but I wasn't paying it through the state, like whenever. So they basically went in and said, all right, well, you didn't pay the state of Illinois. So basically you didn't give her nothing. And I'm telling the judge, like, look, I got documents. These are, these are receipts from cashier's checks. These are, this is over a million dollars I've given this girl. They're like, no, nah, that was a gift. If you didn't give it to the state of Illinois, that was a gift. I'm like, are you serious? Wow. Yeah, bro. So they, they, they. That's hard to swallow, bro. Bro, I had the same scenario. Remember, I was telling you I was in child support a couple times. Yeah. I had a two hundred thousand, bro. I had two hundred thousand dollars hanging over my head. I had the state of Illinois suspend my driver's license. I had to go back into court and prove with the receipts and the payments I made directly to the state. And over the two hundred thousand dollars I've helped the other party earn. And make a long story short, they finally took it off my plate. But I do all that bullshit to prove. And here's what here's you know what the irony is. Guess who the residential parent was. You. Me. Yeah. The hell? So when you're looking at the state of Illinois, you're in one messed up state, Illinois. Chicago, you're in one, your child support, you got your judges, the system there, messed up. I'm going in, I'm going into court, and right away you're looking at me like I'm a deadbeat dad. Right away, I know the look. You look at me, bump. And how many more men are sadly blackballed as deadbeat dads, and they're doing they're attempting to do the right thing, man. And so when I hear stories like this, and that sadly we heard a little bit more about what happened to Eddie's life further and further on, you know, it's a lot of sad tragedies has happened in his life. But yeah, nonetheless, man, for those of you out there, there's a, a, a word to the wise, learn from the, listen, word from the wise is learn from other people's mistakes. That's wisdom. When you learn from other people's success, that's wisdom. What's your thoughts on this? That's the number one reason for a lot of the young guys between, honestly, from the moment you are able to, you know, start having sex, 15 and up. That's one of the main reasons why young men, even older men who don't have your finances straight, one of the biggest reasons why you shouldn't be sleeping around, or at least unprotected. And that's exactly why for myself at this very moment in my life, I'm extremely picky with who I date, you know, because how do you know yes. if they're there to stay or they're just looking for an opportunity, right? And then a lot of, a lot of men and women, but right now we're in a situation that we're, we're talking about men in, in a negative situation. A lot of men walk into situations where they start talking to women who quote unquote have high standards, but in reality, they're opportunists. Or that's why I want to check out this video with Jordan um, so we can dissect exactly what I'm talking about on opportunists versus actually having high standards. Let me ask you this. You looking for a $100,000 wedding? Yes. Yes. Why? I have high standards and I feel like I shouldn't lower them just because. I have high standards too. I went to a justice of the peace. Okay. <laughs> Married 32 years. The biggest weddings are the shortest marriages, I swear. You know, Kim Kardashian, that dude, 72 days. Took her longer to pick out the dress than it did to be married to her. <laughs> you know what I mean? You look at, that's just a party. You have that party with, like on your 25th wedding anniversary, then you could spend that kind of money. $100,000, you're never gonna get married, honey. You, you know what I'm saying here? What? That's the wrong goal. The goal is to have him like for 40 years, yeah. not to have one party. So for me, here are three signs that I look for whenever I'm in the dating pool and seeing if, okay, can this be a potential? Aside from prayer, I'm also asking a lot of questions in my internal. What do I look for? What signs do I look for a lot of young men out there? Do they ask a lot about your finances up front? Do they expect do they expect expensive gifts or in small gestures don't move them? And does it become a self-seeking one-sided relationship when you're trying to court somebody? And let me ask you, Matt, because you've been in the, in the industry for quite some time and then financially you've been in a position you've been in for quite some time as well. Different financial brackets bring new challenges in the in dating. So for you, in in, in uh, 20 year old you versus you today, what are some signs that you look for when dating to avoid opportunists? Uh, by the way, I'm I'm just going through this whole scenario right now, and as you're talking, yeah, I'm just replaying me dating Sheena. By the way, Jordan, can you take a look at my uh, my screen real quick? This is the first picture. So I just I I got my pictures organized. Sure. By the way, today 
is my ninth year anniversary with my wife. Congratulations, baby. Nine years being married to the same woman, sleeping with the same woman, living with the same woman, dealing with the same woman for nine, well, actually married nine years, but together 12. But this, this is the first picture she ever sent me. I said, babe, I said, FaceTime me. I just wanted, after, but I just met her. I'm like, yo, FaceTime me. What? You're weird. Skype me. You're weird. I said, just at least Skype. Skype. <laughs> I said, at least send me a picture because I, I want to remember what you look like. And this is the picture she sends me. Right? This is by this is May 16th. Look at the date. May 16, 2012. Because I want to know what you, I, I want to remember what you look like. She's like, mm, by the way, I love that look. She's so, mm, mm. Okay? And so we start dating. And she takes me out to, she takes me out to Alma Mater in Pittsburgh. She, she played at Three Rivers Stadium, which is in Pittsburgh. That was one of our dates, our alumni date. This is my low testosterone days. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we start, we start doing life together. And one of the first things I love doing, man, we went to church. It's one of the pictures we went to church. So, the standard, brother, wasn't financial. The standard was faith. Mm. The standard was where she was, not financially, but where we were together spiritually. Okay. And even though we may have worshipped differently, but we still love God. What do you mean by that? Worship differently. God, God well, some pr uh, pr prayer and you know singing and just being outwardly expressive with your worship. Yeah. Maybe she's more conservative in that area. But man, I'm, I'm in Chicago, bro. I go to I go to Chicago church, man. We just ah, hallelujah, bro. Praise the Lord, bro. right? We're, we pray, we pray differently, even though the outwardly expression to our to our to our Creator in heaven is different. But our love is the same. So let me ask you a question. It's, it's a two part question, but a short answer. Number one, how do you decipher between? Because a lot of people say when you're 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 a Christian or you're a religious person. When you are about to step into a relationship, they always say you must be equally yoked. Correct. So in your position, as you said, we worship different. We approach the idea of God differently. Yep. How did you decipher if you guys were equally yoked or not? You could, let's take a look at, look at this uh, slide. Or excuse me, my, my camera. My first date. My first date, you see Rudy in the back? Yeah. That was the brother that brought me to Christ reading the Bible at men's breakfast, 8 o'clock in the morning at Old Country Buffet. So instead of me trying to discern... With my own eyes, because to me I'm biased. Sure. Because this girl is freaking hot. I'm I'm really I'm really vibing her. I'm really checking her. But I need to have my so that's Rudy and his wife Rosie is there too as well. So I went in a group date of people I went to church with for them to get a read on her. That's how I discerned. Okay. That's our first date. Uh, March 20, March 28, uh, 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 2013. Okay. So when you first met her or, you, or your first engagement, right? Because. My, my my idea is when you first interact with a woman, automatically a man already knows. Yep, I want her in my life. Doesn't matter. Doesn't have to be, uh, 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 you know, something romantic. It could just be as a friend. But you already know you want her in your life. But after the actual first, you know, maybe month or so, you know that you want something with her. So now, based off of that picture, based off exactly what you told me, did you look for a feeling of you know, yep, this is exactly what I want. She's the one. Jordan. Or was it a logical decision that just made sense? Because if you think about it, it's important because both parties walk into an you know. They walk in with ultimate sacrifice, but I would argue that a lot of men have uh, are called for a higher sacrifice. So, with that being said, was it a feeling for you, or was it a logical decision? Like long term, this makes sense. Okay, for me, being in the financial services world, I felt a lot of confidence with her that she was making her own bread. She was making six figures selling hospital beds for Striker Medical. That she didn't need me. She wanted me in her life, but didn't need me. What if she wasn't making bread? I didn't have a check. I have a check in the spirit. Yeah, I would have a check. I, I, I don't know because when when I when I read Proverbs thirty one, brother, when I read Proverbs thirty one, and, and I'll break it down. When I'm reading Proverbs, here in 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 the areas of finding a woman, when you marry that woman here, Proverbs thir, uh, Proverbs thirty one. Let me just let me just go go through real quickly. Um, she uh, so so she makes uh, in Proverbs uh, um, here in twenty one verse twenty one. Proverbs thirty one verse twenty one. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all of her houses clothed with scarlet. She makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine with linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits amongst the elders of the land. She makes mm. linen garments and sells them and supplies sashes for the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is a law of kindness. She watches over her household. So all these different things, I start analyzing Sheena through this lens. Was she waiting for me to do things? Was she taking initiative? Was she, was she waiting for me to... By the way, when we went to Vegas for the very first time, guess who paid for her ticket? She did. So I like that independence about her. Sure. But I also like the dependence with me in terms of coming together. Because the way I look at my wife, she is a collaborator. She is a multiplier. I'm in charge. Now, a lot of ladies don't like to hear that. But at the end of the day, when it comes to this household, 
if I go back to Genesis, a woman has to honor her husband's place as a leader of the home, spiritually, economically, entrepreneurially. Mm -hmm. He's the leader of the home if they are married yeah. together. And you just said something right there on a lot of women aren't going to like this. Um, but I was, as I was stating before, you know, when both parties walk in, there is an ultimate sacrifice from both ends, having to die to self so you, yes. you can serve one another. But I would argue, and this is a strong argument, I would argue that men are called for a higher sacrifice oh, since they're leading from the front. They're leading from the front and protecting their loved ones. And at times, men will trade their innocence for experience. So we, uh, Jordan, if you can watch this video, and then I'll pull up the next information. You're wrong with this topic. Oh, Come on, baby. Every time a man steps out his front door, he takes damage. It's part of being a man. You have to go out into the world. You trade your innocence oh for experience. First Corinthians 11:13. And you have to. There's no value as a man being innocent. You have to be experienced. And the reason why that's so important is not for the man. It's so that he can protect the innocence of those who are on his watch. Mm -hmm. So often what men do goes unrecognized, unappreciated, and is even criticized and attacked. And yet so many men still show up every day. They keep the world turning. They take care of their families. They stand their watch. I just think that because there's such a lack of appreciation and gratitude for that, that it's soul killing for a lot of men. A lot of men go through life doing exactly what they should be doing, fighting the good fight, wrestling with their demons, wrestling with their insecurities, all the while trying to take care of the people they're responsible for, step up and be a good person, and they just keep getting kicked in the teeth for it. That's why I think people say men die at 30 and they're buried at 80. And Okay, so, and it almost seems that men have a lot to lose, but when you're aligned to the reasons for your existence, you'll understand men were created to be frontline leaders, and it's even yeah. biblical, man. Yeah. I have it here in 1 Corinthians eleven thirteen, but I want to be able to break this down into three easy parts so you guys can understand it, and I'm not trying to say that there's uh, any type of superiority over women, but I want you to understand that the head of every man is Christ. The head of a wife is her husband, and the head of Christ is God. And let me, break this, that. Let me break this down so that way nobody gets offended on this show today. The head of every, of every man is Christ, which, which states what? This part of the verse establishes a, hier a hierarchy relationship between Christ and every Christian man, indicating that Christ is a leader or authority over man. Second part, which a lot of women won't agree with, but hear me out. The head of a wife is her husband. Similarly, this phrase suggests a hierarchy within the context of marriage where the husband holds a leadership position over his wife. Now, it is important to note that this does not imply superiority or inequality in worth, but rather a specific order within their specific relationship. And then at the end, the head of Christ is God. This section underscores the concept of the Trinity and the relationship within it, showing that even within the divine nature, there is an order or structure, per se, where God the Father has authority over Christ in terms of Christ's role as the Son and his earthly ministry, right? So a lot of men now ask, or a lot of women want to know, how do I know if my husband's a leader? How do I know if this man's a leader? How do I know that this man's core to me? How do I know he's a leader? I came up with 10, but I'm going to list three. And once you leave the three on the comment section. Yeah. So if, by the way, if you guys want to find the other seven, go to the comment section here or go to our YouTube channel with Seven Figure Squad and go to the description or in the comment section, which he will leave the other seven. 100%. So by adopting these characteristics, these traits and actions, a man can literally strive to be a leader that's aligned with the teachings of Christ. Number one is servant leadership. Jesus taught and exemplified servant leadership, which means leading by serving others selflessly. A leader should put the needs of others first, helping to uplift and empower those around him. Mark 10, 45. Number two, wisdom and discernment. A leader should seek God's wisdom and discernment through prayer, study of scripture, and counsel from other wise individuals. This helps in navigating complex situations and making decisions that align with God's will. And the next one, final one for me, uh, vision and direction. A good leader provides clear vision and direction, guiding and inspiring others towards a common goal or purpose most of the time in your marriage while aligning while aligning actions with God's plan which is Proverbs 29:18 so with with that being said how can a young man or a man who's still not yet in a relationship or scared to jump into a relationship can decipher the woman that God has, the woman that God has for him and being able to you know pick out who is, God, who is God trying to pull you towards? Do you suggest even dating? Do you suggest uh, withholding and just sticking to yourself until God literally puts someone in your, in your face and said, this is the one? 
and how can a man step into a role even prior to a yep. relationship yep. of leadership so that way when he comes to woman he can he can already be in that position mentally and physically without having to prepare while in the relationship here's what i'll say if, if you're looking for if you're looking for somebody you're already off on the wrong foot mm-hmm. yeah uh you know uh, and by the way back to this my reaction to this video that men get kicked in the teeth because they get no recognition because you're looking for recognition from the wrong source you shouldn't be looking for recognition from your fellow man or woman. You should be looking for recognition. If you are a faith-based and faith-led leader, you should be looking for recognition from, from God. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at here Genesis 2, verse 15. This is the creation of earth. It says here, Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden to tend and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree in the garden you may freely eat, but not the tree... And knowledge of good and evil you should not eat. For in a day you shall eat, and then you should surely die. And in addition to him creating man, guess what he was doing? He was telling man, you go, you name all the animals. Name the birds. Name everything in the sea. He, he'd put him to work. Yeah. And then he said, okay, in, in, in verse uh, uh, 18, he says, And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him, not in charge of him, comparable to him. So out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he can call them. And where Adam called each living creature, that was his, that was its name. And then in 25, fast forward to 21 here, and the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam and he slept. And then that's where he took the rib out of his body and created woman. So Adam was working. You got to be working. You got to be diligent in your work. You got to be a provider. So therefore you can be a Protector. That's a man. I'm just, by the way, I'm just not my subjective opinion. I'm just reading, of course, you may disagree with me, but I'm just reading here straight from Genesis chapter 2, verse 15. Why do I follow this? Why do I follow the Bible? Because this is, to me, this is a living word. This, to me, is a life manual how to make better decisions in my life when it comes to these type of things. And so if you're looking for a woman, I, I believe, in my opinion, you're already off on the wrong foot. Honor your career. Honor your business. Honor your path. Eventually, I... I didn't look for Sheena. Sheena came across me. And so to answer your question, more specifically, how do you know? There's that check in the spirit. I I fell in love with her. And I think you know because you're willing to, for that one woman, you're willing to say no to every other option or door of opportunity. And you're willing to say, you know what? This girl is mine. I'm I'm just, I think that's how I I knew. I knew in the first week, they didn't want to tell her though. That she knows, she knows my girl. And brother, I've been sleeping with the same one for the last 12 years, married to last game, l- 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 uh, 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 gave up the game, retired from the game, and been making love to my wife for the last nine years. And I can tell you, man, it's like I'm not missing the other opportunities. Let, let, me, ask, let me ask you this uh, from a hypothetical standpoint. And I have, this is my belief. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. If I'm right, I'm right. I believe people who are in long-term relationships, who are been married for dating for a long time, married for a long time, and ongoing, when it comes down to their sex life, it only gets better because you learn your partner's dislikes and likes versus mm-hmm. having just one-night stands and meeting somebody, dating them for mm-hmm. one, two weeks, falling mm-hmm. off because you're exhausted, you're tired, you don't want to deal with them anymore. Yep. Yeah, I mean, sometimes, how, how many times you can't stand yourself? Let <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> somebody else. Yeah. So, you know, the, the, the beauty of running your business is the business doesn't give you exactly what you want, right? Yeah. What do you do? You, you tend to it, you build it, you adapt, you change. Same thing too with your marriage. You, you, you got to do the same. So, um, now with that being said, uh, uh, I've been looking for a lot of folks here. By the way, what do you think? Put in the comment section below. If you've been watching this, what is the right way for you to find and understand this, the type of woman I need to partner with and marry for the rest of my life? What is man's position as the, in a household? What do you think? Let me know. Because sometimes people have different thoughts and ideas. And uh, we want the audience to win here because uh, we want to encourage and invite other opinions. They may not follow the Bible. They may not follow what we're talking about. And we invite that conversation to us. Well. We're willing to have a debate. And if you want us to really understand what you're going to put in the super chat, and we'll be able to see that super chat in the next episode, we'll be able to answer your questions. So uh, that being said, um, <laughs> All right, I'm, 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 I'm wondering whether or not to do this video or not. Do it. Do it. Fuck. Okay. Do it. All right. So... Um, Comes time. By the way, just 
want to manage expectations here. This is all in fun. We're just having a good time here. We just a bunch of guys here just chopping it up here at the Seven Figure Squad podcast because we're dudes. Don't take this so damn seriously, but this is uh, this is a uh, I've been looking for extra gym strength, man, because I want to I want to get back. I hurt my shoulder. I want to get back to benching 315 again, but I think I'm getting there because you got me on dumbbells. Yeah, I've, been man, doing, you're doing great. I've been doing 130s, 130s, 135. 130s, 130s. So, yeah. so if I do 130s uh, four or five times, does that mean I have the barbell strength of doing close to 315 again? Damn near. Okay. I like dumbbells more. For people watching, if I were to say choose between barbell or dumbbell, definitely go dumbbell. It's it's uh it's safer for your uh, shoulder girdle. So the last video here, David Goggins was dropping some wisdom. By the way, just heads up, guys. This is a parody. Okay, don't take me so damn seriously. All you sensitive folks out there is watching this under live with the replay. This is a joke. Fancies. So, so, uh, but anyway, David Goggins here has got some wisdom how to get extra gym strength. Let's take a look. Best way to gain muscle is by having your gym buddy nut in your anus Bro, at least twice before a gym session. This will supply your body with the correct amino acids and proteins to fuel your workout and rehabilitate your muscles. <laughs> what the? <laughs> All right, let, let me clear the air first. Let me clear the air. Hold on. Hold on, bro. <laughs> Not one day goes by, Matthew. All right, hold on. Hold on, folks. Hold on. Let me, let me get my shit together. Hold on. All jokes, baby. No, man. Oh, no, dude, that's the jar hitting me, man. Hold on, bro. Hold on. Hold on, bro. <laughs> motherfucker said nut in someone's asshole. All right, all right, hold on. By the way, it's definitely going to happen. Hold on. We're going to have a butt, though. It's because I always have a good laugh. Okay, let me clear. By the way, is, is this false? <laughs> Let, let me let me only for you, Matthew. Let, let, let me let me clear uh, David Goggins' name. I want y'all to know that's that this a, that's is a deep AI. Fake. That's a deep fake. This is AI. That that was an AI video. Yeah. That's not real. David Goggins didn't say that. I really hope he would never think that either. But to answer your question, no, Matthew. That that's um, I'm not going to bust in your eyes. <laughs> no, no way I let you, bro. But listen, this is this is. I want to share this as an example, though. You got to be careful, even with us. You got to be careful the advice you take because somebody can take your voice. And use it as a voiceover, thinking that it's the real deal. So that really is a lesson. It's a joke, but it's a real lesson out there. Because what we start establishing with our kids, start establishing with the kids is this. We don't make sure the kids, if the kids are calling me, I'm going to ask them for our family, our family code of honor. What's their family code word? What's their family code of honor? I'm asking these questions. If, they, if I feel that one of the kids is calling me, I want them to give me the family code of honor, the family work. So that being said, uh, what a great way to end this podcast. <laughs> see, uh, Kendrick, if you're out there, see you at the workout at six o'clock. <laughs> We're definitely not busting your ass, man. That's fucking wild, Matthew. Make sure you uh, hydrate. Make sure. By the way, what, what do you recommend as a pre-workout meal or drink? Uh, simple carbohydrates. Simple carbohydrates. Uh, if you're if you have two three hours to, to spare, some some rice, some some ramen, and some good protein. If you don't have time, then a nice protein shake with an apple. And make sure if you're a big dude, at least 10 grams of creatine prior to your workout. If you're a smaller person, creatine. 5 grams okay. creatine. If you're a woman, 2.5 grams of creatine before your workout. And also post, pre and post. That will definitely help you a lot. And anything that will expand your blood vessels, a.k.a. L-citrulline, is definitely a great addition to your pre-workout. Expand your blood vessels, especially on that note. <laughs> I, I, made sure I made sure to make the announcement on the, on the group chat just for you, bro. Uh, I will be in Orlando, Florida this Saturday. So looking forward to seeing you guys this Saturday. Have your book ready. I'll be ready to sign over there. If you haven't done so already, go to Amazon. Order it because uh, it takes a day or two to get your books. I'll be there this Saturday. Looking forward to seeing y'all in Orlando, Florida, hosted by John Mason's Limitless team out there in Altamont Springs. Looking forward to seeing you guys. And um, I can't wait to share with you my five gotcha money workshop. I have every bit of specialization in terms of the cities and state of goes because there's some areas of that local demographic and geography that you need to make sure you're aware of as it relates to your money and finance and your retirement and also of home ownership. So uh, nonetheless, also want to give a quick shout out to Eloy Benavides, the outgoing president of the National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals right here in Dallas. He formally invited me to the next planning committee for next year's events for NAREP because we want to make sure our real estate professionals are armed and equipped to attack this year. Regardless of Jerome Powell, the Federal Reserve lowers interest rates or not, we want you to find ways to partner the, with the right insurance and financial advisor to help create collaborative relationships so therefore you can still make money in between closings. You can help your homeowners who purchase homes to pay off their homes sooner and faster. You can make sure that if life happens, what if happens, that they make sure they keep one of the greatest purchases they've ever made in their life, which is their house, to keep it in the family, to keep it retained regardless of recession or change 
in health. We want to make sure you create a value, more value to your clients and homeowners instead of just being a loan officer or a real estate agent. So I'm excited about the year ahead in 2024. We already have some record-breaking uh, months already in the first six weeks of this year. We want you to have the same too as well. That being said, on behalf of my co-host here, Milton Alvarez, who's still reeling from this reaction video, nonetheless, it's all good and fun. And that being said, guys, uh, drop your like, drop your comments. You agree with us, you don't agree with us. Make sure you subscribe to our channel here, Seven Figure Squad. So with that being said, if you watched the last portion of this episode, put here extra gym strength. <laughs> if you watched to the end of this podcast, the final minute of it, put extra gym strength, and uh, we'll got, we're going to award you a free book from our podcast studio to your home. Gotcha book, but put it in the back. We'll pick a random winner. Extra dream strength, and you'll know why. That being said, God bless you guys. Until we meet again, continue to live smart, continue to love smart, and be money smart today. today. See you next week. Bye-bye.